Welcome to the Global from Asia e-commerce gladiator series, where you can follow along the progress of setting up a cross-border e-commerce business from start to finish. Hear insights of real product research, Amazon FBA, China manufacturing, branding, marketing, and all the blood, sweat, and tears of building a global business from Asia. Now, let's tune in. Life is moving really fast here, everybody. E-commerce gladiators series for the Global From Asia podcast, episode number 19. And we're in December, and I hope you guys are enjoying the rest of your 2017. We got another partner in Power Living Inc., Jack Pinkerman Jr., amazing, amazing guy. So happy to have him on the team. He's been so positive, and he's our CFO, Chief Financial Officer, and we've been talking a lot about settling the books, balancing the books, cash flow, payment solutions, and others. So I hope you guys enjoy this. It's a it's a discussion. You know, we're preparing to pay for this manufacturing order. The back the back and forth of this. I think we'll have to get Lorenzo and Roland in next time to share about the back and forth of the factory. But it's a small order. But we don't want to mess things up. We don't want to waste bank fees and other things. So Jack and I talk a bit about some of the money, the money's here. Enjoy. So yeah, Jack, uh, we're just talking finances here and thought we would make this a podcast. And But first, uh, you've been on the show a little bit a couple of times, but do you want to introduce yourself a little bit to the listeners? Sure. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. Um I, I worked in China for seven years um, and in the packaging industry and started a family there. And when my kids got a little bit bigger, I decided that I wanted to move back to the U.S. And so I came back here a couple of months ago. And my company, unfortunately, did not have a position for me when I came back here. So I'm on my own now and really excited about the future and excited about getting involved in some e-commerce business. And that's when you and I connected. And uh, I really appreciate this opportunity to, to work on the para living with everybody. And uh, that's where I am right now. Awesome, Jack. Yeah. I mean, it's great. We've, we've been talking a little bit before even this, this new business venture, but it's been great. Especially now we, we talk regularly at least once a week on our, our weekly management calls and it's been really crazy is we're doing this finance talking cross-border payments or cross-border finances which is what we're talking about today but but uh you're back in yeah north carolina that's great you're i saw pictures your one your kids just just had a birthday happy birthday thanks yeah it's it's great it's been a been a bit of an adjustment here for everybody um because we lived in the city in china real big city in Shuzhou. And uh, now we're back here in North Carolina. It's more of a country setting. So everyone's getting used to um, driving in the car more and not taking the subway so much and things like that. But um, we're doing great. And from a business point of view, I'm, I'm involved with your business and I'm doing some real estate investing and really just uh, excited about learning new things. You know, even even at my age, it's uh, great to be able to you know, keep fresh, keep up to date with everything. And so this opportunity has been great to learn 
all the new tools. Awesome. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it's great. You're always so positive, Jack. <laughs> it's, I think everybody likes working with you too on the team. Great. So it's been it's been awesome to to have you. And you're our you're our man in in America. Right. <laughs> so even helped. We had one. Uh, you shipped a book to get our Amazon account uh, a little bit not, I guess, active or at least have an order go through. You sent one of your used books there, and it sold. Actually, we we're pretty pretty amazed. Yeah, it was just a just a book I had on the shelf, and uh, I went down to the local store here, shipped it into Amazon. You know, set up a set up our listing there, and didn't really do anything with it. And all of a sudden, what I guess about four or five weeks later, someone bought it. And so we we had our first sale yeah. and we're on on our way. That was a good way to get started. But yeah, if I can help, I, I try to yeah. help from the U.S. I also tr- just try to give you guys the maybe a perspective of another U.S. perspective on things. Um, you know what my friends are telling me, what my family's telling me about the coffee industry, for instance. You know we're getting involved in that. So yeah. however I can help. It's been great. I know we were. Uh, I think it was your. Sh- you were shopping for Thanksgiving, maybe, and you sent us a yeah. pic- picture doing some research and in, in the aisles of a of a supermarket of some other coffee accessories happening there, and it's awesome. Right. Yeah, I, I think I walked by that probably uh, twenty times, and this this last time it just jumped out at me. It was on sale, um, and it was interesting. It was nice to pick it up and and look at the packaging and everything. So. It's good. But now we're, you know, today's call, we were talking about finances a little bit, Mike, right? And yeah, yeah. So that's what we're going to talk about today's today's episode. It's a little bit complicated and there's a lot of service providers that are, you know, I guess the biggest thing is international business is awesome. I mean, well, it's cha- there's challenges. Like you said, you know, you're up early. It's 7 a.m. your time. It's 8 p.m. my time. I think that's a big challenge. But in today's uh, today's show is the real big challenge is the cross-border exchange you know payments so we got into the bank of america and the security codes and the sharing of accounts and and uh passwords and text well there's no text verifications or safe pass yet it's which is weird i i'm used to having them send a text message but uh but yeah none of none of that and and i uh, think I was thinking on the financial level, you know, there's like, there's two areas. There's the, I think every company deals with the, the financial decisions, you know, what should we buy now? What, what should we wait? How much should we pay? You know, how much bootstrapping should we do? Um, there's all those decisions, right. And our, and we, we handle that on our calls and, and with our messages during the week, I think we're doing a good job on being conservative at first but what, what we're talking about now is like the mechanics of, of things, of, of the finance. How, how do you f- actually pay people and what denomination do they need? And what, mm. you know, how do you uh, avoid big wiring fees from the mm. U.S. to China? You know, stuff like that. So it's all these details of the mechanics. Yeah. That, uh, it's surprising. It, the banking industry does not make it easy. And, um, you know, and I understand they're trying to protect for fraud and all that, but yeah, so that's what we're kind of dealing with now, and it's a challenge, but we're working through it. Yeah, we're getting there. So I think we should just talk about, I think just talk about some of the options or the the obstacles. So right. I think at the very core, 
a few of us are U.S. citizens, and uh, well, you're based in the U.S., but I'm an American overseas. But regardless, regardless, we have to have a U.S. either individual account or a U.S. Uh, business account to sell on Amazon because they don't want. I guess their main reason is tax of ev- tax evasion, so they don't want us making money overseas and not paying U.S. tax. So, which I understand and respect. I'm I'm not trying to to dodge taxes, but at the same time. It's been a little bit challenging, you know, the log logging in of accounts and the bank statements and and uh, and other challenges. And now that we're actually paying suppliers in China, we have Bank of America, which we're able to apply online and get approved. And that was smoother than I expected. But some of the challenges now is we're preparing this first manufacturing order, and they need a thirty percent deposit. And it's a small order, you know, Jack. It's I was telling you, it's a fifteen hundred U.S. dollar total order, five hundred pieces, and right. we are just—they uh, want U.S. dollars. I was trying to pay them RMB, but they—they uh, they want U.S. dollar because they get the tax rebate. There's there's a VAT, so for us to send them U.S. dollars from our U.S. company means. Bank of America gets forty five dollars each transfer. So if we pay thirty percent of fifteen hundred, uh, what's it? You know, not much money, right? Yeah, five hundred bucks, and then uh, fifty bucks about to them, ten percent. This seems crazy. So, right. So, um, you know, one of my sponsors at Global from Asia is Aurelia Pay, but uh, and they help with with Asia cross border. So I usually use them for Hong Kong into China. Or Hong Kong, Hong Kong to Philippines, but uh, they don't have a U.S. bank. There's other service providers too that can help. Uh, one, one, uh, one company I've known for a few years used to be Remitsi, but they merged with Sendwire, and Sendwire, they're they they leverage the whole idea of blockchain, which is everybody thinks of Bitcoin, but blockchain, and it's basically free almost. Well, they make there's a little bit of exchange rate difference, but it has to be RMB to China. So the factory has to accept RMB for them to receive uh, or send out because you can't send U.S. dollar to U.S. dollar to China with that service. It has to be an exchange currency exchange. So that's why they were I was talking to them about it and they said uh, it has to be RMB into China. But this factory seems to want U.S. dollar because of the tax reasons. So then this is kind of, yeah, where we've been sticking. And I don't know. I don't want to be cheap, but I don't want to give the bank 50 bucks twice for $1,500, 100 bucks on, you know, or 90 bucks on uh, 1500 is insane. So what I was talking to Roland and to you, Jack, is uh, this way, actually, I always talk about Hong Kong. Uh, I could use my Hong Kong bank for now and and do a U.S. dollar inbound into China from there. And the bank fee is about $13 uh, each time. And another option is they might have a Hong Kong bank account. A lot of factories have Hong Kong bank accounts. So I can we can ask them. I think Lorenzo is asking them if they have a Hong Kong bank. And then depending on where the bank is, if they have HSBC Hong Kong, which I have, it would be same day, like instantaneous transfer, no fee. It's like Bank of America to Bank of America in the U.S., basically. Right, right. So this is the stuff that 
is always kind exactly. of getting to, getting to know each other, the suppliers and the banks and the currencies and stuff like that. And I think the message for our listeners is is uh, it's real and you've got to spend time on it. And so just you know plan for that. Um, it's not a it's not a small thing to uh, to figure out how to do the the finance transfers. And you know when it's ten percent of your order and. Um, or it's some big fees like that. When you start off, it's, it's important. Yep. So, um, just be prepared for it. Um, just like all the other things that we're planning on and the logistics and the, you know, finding the right factory, all those things. But one of them is the whole finance area and it's, Definitely. it's an important thing. It can make a big difference in your profitability. Yeah, it's, it's totally true. I mean, and then I think you're, before we start recording, you're asking me if we, you know, obviously it's kind of a favor. I'm doing my Hong Kong company and then I have basically a loan or, you know, we have to keep track of the accounting with all these different companies or personal accounts. We've had some, some people yeah. like Kadrian's helped out paying for some samples with this Chinese bank and, and others. That's, that's the other issue is the accounting. So, you know, if it's all sent from one bank account, of course, it's nice and easy because. Because you can uh, just have all the transactions nicely lined up in order by date to from where to where, and uh, it's it's much more smooth. We're keeping track of that right now on a spreadsheet, right? And yeah, and and then we've loaded some of that stuff into GoDaddy. Yep, we've done some. Bookkeeping, yeah, right? we caught up bookkeeping, or at least some of them, up until I think early October. And we got to catch up. There's not so many transactions, but yeah, we should catch up. And uh, the other thing that's pretty funny, actually, I, I'm uh, I'm afraid to update the account bank because it's. I think I told listeners, um, I had to switch it back to personal account in uh, in Amazon under my personal name because uh, we didn't have a bank statement with activity, and right. now we do have the bank account with activity. And I emailed back the customer service at Amazon and nobody replied <laughs> uh, like twice. So uh, then I've been hearing others saying they're afraid to update banks or update their account with Amazon during fourth quarter because they don't want to upset Amazon and get any trouble with their account. <laughs> So I am afraid of updating it, but then I'm afraid also that the address proof that we have for the company might be too old if we don't update it sooner. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. So I, a lot of details, a lot of details around all this. You're yeah. Right. It's just, uh, so that's another thing because actually that book you sold, I remind, remind me actually the, the income goes into my personal bank because it's, Amazon still connected to my personal U.S. bank account, not to the company U.S. bank account. Uh, I know. So I got to so dig that one out. I got, I think it was five bucks. Yeah, I'm rich. I'm going to run away <laughs> with that. <laughs> but uh, if we do get active, you know, that's going to be a little bit more messier. And then I always worry about, I think you, you might too, but, you know, as Americans, like I'm just afraid of the tax, personal tax liability versus company tax so if we start selling in my you know in my personal name and and then the liability if one of these products you know causes a liability issue right. 
it's just nerve wracking in, in the U well, anywhere. Of course you don't want to hurt anybody that buys a product, but you know, there's, there's that, you know what I'm saying? There's those aggressive, yeah. there's aggressive people that uh, take advantage of that. So. Right. So I think, I think Mike, you know, is it's important to, to have a network of people that can help you with this stuff. Um, it's been my experience in the past. Like I've always done my own taxes and I've always, you know, try I helped my wife uh, immigrate to the U S did all the paperwork myself. And I look back at that and say, well, maybe it's better to get the experts involved and help you with some of the details. So I know you and I have talked about, is this, is this bookkeeping something that you and I can do now or, if, as we grow, do we need a uh, somebody that's an expert in this to help us with everything? Yep, agreed. I mean, uh, there's people we can find online. The other thing is, we took advice from Mike Hartman on GoDaddy. Uh, yes, and uh, what we did was uh, we have the GoDaddy bookkeeping because he says it integrates well with Amazon. So we did Great. that, and I haven't yet. Actually, our level of plan doesn't connect automatically, and. Uh, um, the one issue I'm afraid of is bookkeepers might not know this software. So when we talk to right. service providers, you know how it is. They're going to say, oh, I I use Zero or I use QuickBooks or I, right. you know, I, I'm a... So right. we have I'm, to find the right one. You have to find somebody that, yeah. that knows our stuff. Yeah, we got some good advice from uh, legal advice when we first started. That was great. Yeah. I know we were going to try to do some legal documents ourselves, but we, you know, we hooked up with Edward and he helped us. So I yeah. think that's important for our listeners also to just uh, think about what you want to do yourself. So you save money, but then where is it important to spend a little bit of money to have some service providers help you? Yep. And, and maybe you can get some free advice from some people too, you know, and just, just that. So Exactly. But yeah, I think the main point, I, I think you're on my side here with this, but you you can put your input, but I think it's, we're just doing it, right? Like, I think that's the difference. Right. That's the main difference is some people that's exactly right. are yes. going to be, actually, I was talking to a listener uh, a little while ago and he was, he was saying how he thinks that's a general theme of the podcast is he, a lot of people he, we talk to are just taking action and doing it. So I was excited that he saw that, and I don't know. I, I but I think that's true. And any, you know, I, I well, especially you know, we talk about international business and do business out of your home country or in Asia, so it's even more um, challenging or risky or different or scary. And uh, there's not, you know, everybody wants to think that there's this like rule book that has all the answers, but actually, the I've almost gotten too lax a little bit. But sometimes there's not, you know there's conflicts between countries like or states, you know, like who's right when this country wants tax or this country wants us to follow right. it that way. That's, yeah. We learn so much. We learn a lot by just doing it. Right. Exactly. Like selling that book. I remember you guys saying, uh, messaging me saying, all right, Jack, uh, do you have something around the house you can just sell so we can get this account going? And I'm, I said, I said to my wife, I have no idea how to do this, but I got to do this today. So I found a book and figured it out and go online and, you know, you learn so much by just doing it. And at some point you have to stop researching it and stop, uh, you know, thinking about it and just go and then you'll learn and do a lot better the next time. Yeah, it's true. So yeah, I think, I think this gets people 
hopefully people are excited and motivated to take action and especially the beginning, you know, finances are a little bit sloppy. You know, we had to make some personal transfers and we had to do some sloppier stuff, but we're cleaning up. Hopefully, at least for me, my goal is, you know, going to new years, cleaning things up more and streamlining them. So, so thanks Jack for sharing on the show today. And, uh, yeah, you're welcome. It's great. And, uh, you know, thanks for having me part of this. I, I've learned so much and still got a lot more to learn, but that's, that's my goal. And, you, you know, our listeners, my message to you is you can do this at any point in your life, um, in any situation that's going on, you know, you get Delta bad card, flip it over, get another one, move on. <laughs> it's true. Right. I mean, right. It's, it's always an excuse. You're too young. You're too old. You're too rich right. you're too poor you're right. you're chinese you're, you're american yeah. you're european right. you're australian you're african you're filipino you just always an excuse like right i you know of course i mean we're two white white males so of course people it's almost like reverse stereotypes sometimes because they think well there are of course some benefits sure. there are benefits of course but there are challenges as well i mean but i think it's i don't like people to use their background or or you know, something they can't really change as an excuse for why they can't do it. So, so hopefully embrace, yeah, embrace that difference, you know, and, uh, work together. Our teams, our team's got a very diverse background. Yeah. Um, and we're going to add to it with some more diversity, I'm sure in the future. Definitely. It helps. Great. Well, thanks Jack. And I'm excited for the next stages of this venture. Okay. Thanks Mike. Thank you, Jack. It's always fun to talk and I hope you guys are enjoying this series. It's, uh, you know, it's real time. Like, like we promised, we got $33,000 in the bank. And what's annoying is we are talking, you know, too much. I want to take more action, but, and these orders are pretty small compared to the amount we have to invest. So I was joking with Roland, we could have invested in Bitcoin. Imagine that, huh? Dump, roll, throw it in Bitcoin. Maybe we still should, but I think patience is a is a virtue, right? Patience is important in business and in life. So while I do want to buy a million of these coffee things and sell a million, you know, in the bank, we got to make sure we get things set up right. And it's it's a different challenge. Like when I first started my first e commerce business, I drop shipped from the U.S. wholesalers and. Uh, I started smaller. This is a little bit backwards where we're starting bigger with production orders, but you got to do lean startup style. You got to make sure you got the right product and what people want. So we're doing it right, I believe. And thanks listeners for your input. And uh, I'm adjusting as I go and it's business and life. So have a great day. Have a great weekend. And let's uh, enjoy 2017. Life is short. Global from Asia e-commerce gladiator series, where you can follow along the progress of setting up a cross-border e-commerce business from start to finish. Hear insights of real product research, Amazon FBA, China manufacturing, branding, marketing, and all the blood, sweat, and tears of building a global business from Asia. 